why Ohio State commit Naeem Alford is a special talent. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have made it to hump day, Buckeye fans. And this hump day is special because it's full of Buckeye recruiting and learning about a young man who is a really good corner. Guys, welcome in, Buckeye fans, to a Wednesday edition of Locked on Buckeyes here on Wednesday, February 7th in the year 2024. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. During today's episode, Locked On's recruiting analyst Brian Smith will be back with us once again. Him and I will discuss Naeem Offer to what makes him special. If Ohio State now has a good opportunity to make a footprint in Alabama with Nick Saban retiring from coaching in the sport, and if cornerback Dorian Brew will be the next player to commit to the Ohio State Buckeyes. This is a fun show, jam-packed with a lot of good Buckeye recruiting news and notes. You don't want to miss it. And as we welcome in Brian Smith, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. Brian, the last time we talked, we didn't really touch on this talented young man, Naeem Offer, down in Alabama, I believe down in Birmingham. And if Nick Saban was still down there coaching the Crimson Tide, I think a lot of people would have believed Alabama probably would have been the front runner. Nick Saban retires. I know Auburn, by some predicted, they had a shot to get Naeem Offered, but the Buckeyes got him. And the more I watch this guy play, I see how special he is. Not many guys are 6'1 plus, have his length, and can play bump and run, off man, or any basic variation of zone and be at a very high level. You can't watch his film, walk away, and say, eh, he's okay. Yeah. You wouldn't have a clue what you were doing if you came up with that kind of a definition of his performance. So I watched it multiple times. He's a kid that I thought Auburn was going to get, and then Ohio State got him on campus and got him to pop. First off, congrats to Ohio State in general. Second, to Coach Walton, who's got arguably the top two corners in the nation committed, depending on what metric you want to go by or which recruiting service. But this is a really big deal from a social perspective. Like, yeah. I wrote about it on Auburn Daily, and, like, the people down here, like, they don't even know where Ohio is. Like, the state of Alabama is very much – they just – what's going on here is all that matters. When he committed, everybody freaked out. Like, it shocked everybody. So any school up north or anything, they, they don't – that doesn't compute with them. But especially a corner. Like, Auburn's been putting guys into the league there, obviously. McKinnistry like, – like, both their DBs at Alabama are turning pro early at corner. You know what I mean? They, they figured it out at these schools. So when he turned away the two in-state programs and he still could have went to Florida State or Tennessee right. or whatever, too, it shocked everybody. Really big pickup because this is the kind of guy that you can take away another team's number one. He's legitimately a national top 20 kid on a bad day, top five on a good day. This is an elite football player. You know, when I watch him and you talk about how you watch the film and you the takeaways you have when you watch him um, play football, 
he's just one of those guys. And I don't say this about a lot of players, Brian. I try to be very picky with the words I use to describe players when I watch them play. If he plays like he is right now, his senior year of high school, and makes a jump and doesn't really have any setbacks going from high school to college, he has a possibility to get on the field as a freshman. I'm not saying a day one starter because I don't know how that jump's going to be, but he legitimately has a shot to get on the field as a freshman at Ohio State. How many kids did you say that about at any position? What right? corner where, I mean, Ohio State's tradition in the last 15 to 20 years is really good there. Several guys have been drafted and or made it in the league in some capacity. And it's not like they're terrible on defense right now either. They have a top five defense, in my opinion, Yeah, depending on, again, what metric you want to use. They're they're headed back to, towards the silver bullets thing. I mean, they maybe they're there now. It was just one season, but they were really good. Getting kids like this, I can be your defense coordinator. I can wave <laughs> my hand up and say, let's run cover one here. I can do that. I promise you. So they're going to have really good talent at corner then that changes everything in your front seven. You don't have to blitz as much if you don't want to, but if you do, you got guys on the backside that have NFL ability. Again, this is not that hard. Jay, look, Ohio state should have more talent than most teams, but this is going to get into a territory that's a little bit different if they keep trending in this direction. Oh, absolutely. You talk about the recruiting services, no matter which way, which one you want to look at. Some have them ranked differently. You got him. You got Devin Sanchez in this class, but also Blake would be in this class as well. Three of the best corners in the class are committed to Ohio State. Verbal, hard commits. We all know things can change. But to have them here right now and to be trending in a really good player, a really good way for another player we're going to talk about later in the show, this is insane, and with the way that Ryan Day is viewed by you and I and by a lot of people out there, these are the things that need to happen for, one, for him to keep his job, but, two, for the Buckeyes to beat Michigan, make a run in the playoffs, and have a legitimate shot to win the national championship. This is the difference between a good offseason for him and a bad. It's kind of hard to yell at the guy when he's got a top-five recruiting class and the season's not going on. But there's nothing else he can be doing right now. So, I mean, if you want to bitch about them losing to Michigan last year, that's, you know, that, that bridge has already been crossed. Correct. So that, that that's just Ohio State fans being angry. There's nothing you can do about that. Moving forward, this is the kind of effort you want to see. And I'm guessing that he's getting the support he needs for these commitments to happen, the coaching staff's taken care of, et cetera. That's what you can ask for and receive or not. So the good news for Buckeye fans is obviously it is. Second, they're putting in work. You're getting a, an elite corner out of Houston, elite corner out of Birmingham, elite corner out of Baltimore. These are the schools all three of these kids come from are big time. Like Parker, the high school that offer comes from. There's a couple other power five kids. One's committed to Auburn, et cetera. There's a lot of dudes at these schools. Everybody recruits there. They're winning battles early for elite players. You would be happy to get these kids in December. Correct. You're getting them in January and February. That's as good as it gets. How does he stack up against other elite corners that you have scouted during your time in the recruiting? He's more advanced technically than a lot of them. I don't know which guys he's worked with. He's had to have worked with a trainer or something, or maybe his dad or somebody is a corner guy. I, I don't know, but he's very good at all the little things that get him to the ball quick. He doesn't have wasted motion. If you watch his feet, when he puts his foot in the ground, he changes direction. It's not like tap, tap, tap. 
It's just boom, and he goes. He's learned, and he's taken that responsibility on. Obviously, he has God-given talents with his explosiveness, his length, and his natural height. Being over six foot as a corner is a gift. That being stated, it's still about effort. Once you get to the elite level playing at Ohio State and maybe one day for him at the NFL, your craft, he's taking it seriously. He can play free safety. He can play boundary corner. He can play slot. doesn't matter. He's comfortable anywhere. That's a kid that's as good as about anybody you're going to see. Um, what I think he's, you know, top five in the last couple of years that I've seen probably. And he's probably got about as good a chance to play early as any corner I've seen because of all the upgrades that he's made to his game over his time in high school. He's going to come in a little bit more ready than most guys. Naeem Alford comes from Alabama. I do believe Birmingham, Alabama, to be exact. And it makes me think about what Ohio State my recruiting with Nick Saban no longer being the coach of the Crimson Tide. We'll dive into that thought next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. With two last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in two seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code Vegas100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Brian, I mentioned it earlier. I'm going to say it again. You've been doing this for a long time. And Nick Saban's been a coach maybe the entire time you've been covering recruiting, maybe not the entire – no, he had a stint in the NFL, came back to college. But Nick Saban has ruled the South. You've been doing this. You even said before, a lot of guys down there in the South, Mississippi, they don't even think about coming up north for school. They're going to stay right down there where they are. And it makes me ask this question to you because I don't really know where I stand with this right now. I know the possibilities of it. But do you think Ohio State has a better chance of recruiting the state of Alabama with Nick Saban no longer being the head coach of Alabama, of that school? I think it's the same for everybody. The answer is yes. Offered is the first piece to that. It's still Ohio State. Uh, people down here, I'm, I'm from up north, so I, I understand it better. People down here don't look at anything other than SEC. I mean, it's complete blinders. But that being stated, they, they dominate for the most part. But now that Nick's not there – and if you look at like Alabama's turnover, yeah. look at how many guys left. Alabama fans had to kind of take one on the chin. Well, about 30 of them. Kids left because Nick left. They don't like that. They want to hear that the kid's going to Alabama because it says, that's not what it is, man. Kids, I, what do I say on your show? Kids pick the coach, not yes. the monarch. That's proof of it. Now, Nick Saban's an extreme, but still, you look at other schools, look at Michigan. Kids either turn pro or kids are leaving. Jim Harbaugh left. I know Ohio State fans don't like hearing about him, but he's a very good football coach. Yes, he is. People left. It's it, it's everything is about the head coach. It is not the Buckeye helmet. It's the guy coaching the Buckeye. It's not the Wolverine helmet. It's the guy coaching the Wolverines. So now there's an open door in the state of Alabama. 
you freeze is really good. The Auburn's going to be a factor, period. They're really putting in effort. But we have no idea what Kalen DeBoer is going to do down here. He's a, he's a West Coast guy coaching at Alabama. I've got my reservations there. And I now live in Alabama. This state operates differently. So maybe Ohio State can get, even if it's not offered every year, this state is 10 to 12 deep, good enough players to play at any school in the country every single year. This year, about 15 to 18 deep. It's really deep here in Alabama. Why couldn't Ohio State get a kid every year? It's not like it's not Ohio State. It's an elite program. If you put in effort, they just proved it. You can get somebody. And Ohio State should be a top five team this year. So it shouldn't be that hard to recruit moving forward either. No, I'm right there with you. And you we touch on Tim Walton, who's kind of a new guy when it comes to those guys like Brian Hartline and Tony Alford that have been and Larry Johnson that have been not only at Ohio State, but have been well-established recruiters in the sport. Tim Walton spent a long time between his last in in college to this current one in the National Football League, which I do believe impacts the recruiting efforts and statements he's making in homes or when you come to school because he knows how to talk to you and he has, hey, these players back me up. They're saying this, and these guys are doing their thing in the National Football League. I think all that impacts how Tim Walton closed offered and how Ryan Day could utilize his season coaches when trying to get guys in this day. And you talk about the talent. It's insane, man. Like, it's insane how good the talent is in Alabama, in Mississippi, in Louisiana, in Georgia every single year. So I know I highlighted Alabama, but if they could put a footprint in Alabama, these kids in the other states are like, oh, hold on. Are they going to come down here in SEC country and get these kids to get them to go up to the Midwest, to Columbus, Ohio? Maybe I need to tap into what Ohio State's doing because if they can do this to Alabama, they might get a big D tackle in Mississippi and saying, oh, they got that cat, that cat from Alabama who's a good linebacker. I want to play with him. That's the whole thing. The kids down here all know each other. Seven-on-seven seven tournaments, rivals camp, Under Armour camp, they're going to meet each other. And once you open the door, if you're going to do it, I mean, to get into five-star corners, a Correct. pretty darn good approach. Yeah. So your point is absolutely true. It's pragmatic. Kids in Louisiana know about it. Kids in Mississippi know about it. Kids in Atlanta, that's the I-20 I corridor between Atlanta and Birmingham. It's as good as it gets talent-wise, high school to high school. There's going to be kids between there. That In Ohio State, obviously, it's always recruited Atlanta. They're going to be able to get those doors open. I don't know which kid it'll be. I don't know what position it'll be. This is the kind of sign that you see you go, okay, not just Atlanta now, but maybe they'll get a kid from rural Georgia. Maybe they'll get a kid from rural Mississippi. Why not? What's to stop them? If you can get a kid that Auburn and Alabama coveted, who's the best player in the state of Alabama, you can go in anywhere. You know, this is one thing that I do think, and we talk, we touch on it a lot, the holes and the misses that Ohio State has had occasionally, and they miss on some players. They need to get some more offensive linemen, more D linemen, more linebackers in this current cycle. And if Ohio State spends a lot of time down there in the deep portion of Florida, which, as they should, because as you know better than anybody, the talent down there is different than any other place in the country. But if you can go down there and Ole Miss has a brand, Mississippi State has a brand, it's not Ohio State, but it means more to those kids down there than it does to um, – the Mississippi means more to them. Ole Miss does and Ohio State does to them. If you can go down there and just start to spread your wings and make your footprint known and make that block known a little bit more to these young kids, 
it's going to be a whole lot easier. And some of the issues Ohio State's had in recruiting over the past few years, they kind of go away because you're opening up a whole new well of players that you can get every single offseason. Yeah, you only need one or two guys. It doesn't have to be a slew of players. We're not talking about eight guys going to Ohio State from State of Louisiana. Okay. I, we're, you, you put it pretty aptly when you said like Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. If you just got two kids a year from those four that most people wouldn't associate with the Buckeyes and you continue to get the other kids that you normally get being the Buckeyes, you go from like the number five class to the number one or number two. If you think about it, you look at the games in the last five to 10 years, the national title game, it's one or two players that made the difference and who won. Think about this. Tua went to Alabama. He's from Hawaii. How many Alabama fans live in freaking Hawaii? Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's as weird as it gets. I mean, that is really odd. There are still guys that go to State U or the school right next. You know, Blondie goes to Clemson. He's from Georgia. That wasn't real shocking. Now he's a starting quarterback for the Jaguars. Not a shocker. But there are weird things like that that go on. And if you can just get that one extra guy, it could be, look at it, Ohio State, Stroud. He's from California. Right. He could have went to UCLA. He could have went to Arizona State, et cetera. He chose to go across the country. Took them to another level. Sometimes you've got to find that. It could be a Mississippi kid. Arguably the best receiver in the country, the class of 25, is from Mississippi. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that Hartline has called him. His name's Caleb Cunningham. Those are the kinds of things. You've got to take a shot. If he says no, who cares? You're spending the university's money to recruit the kid anyway. Pick up the phone, fly down, whatever. you got to make those efforts. It only takes one guy. It's not the numbers. It's like that one big-time player. If you're going to put in the effort, let's go get him. Offered, again, top player in the state of Alabama for class 25. Who are some other guys in Alabama that are players that hmm. might be of interest for Ohio State? Grady is a name you're probably going to hear. Uh, his name is Zion Grady. He plays at Enterprise, 6'4", 225, can play stand-up, can play hand-down. He's going to go sick him. Uh, he's that pure edge guy. And as we've talked about on this show a million times, you kind of need more of those. Ohio State's come up a little short. Yeah. Uh, it's been the last couple of weeks. He's had Kirby fly in on a helicopter, Mario Cristobal, Auburn. It's insane. And they got another top five kid in the state there, too, and Eric Winters. Kind of helps. But there's all kinds of kids here like that. There's five or six defensive linemen in this state. Ohio okay. State would be good enough to get. Just in Alabama. Yeah. This state for linemen is insane. It's insane. Um, all four Auburn's D lineman commitments in the state of Alabama. So Jordan Crawford is committed to Auburn. It's the same school offered as that. He's a 300-pound nose guard. I guarantee you Larry would be interested. So the list is long, but now that Offord is committed, I'll find out more. I'm going to go to Under Armour Atlanta, not this weekend, but the following I'll probably hear something about it. Like there'll be some buzz, maybe offer to be at that event. He doesn't have to go to any of these now. I mean, he's top 10 player nationally, but if he goes, everybody's going to crowd around and say, why'd you pick Ohio State? Cause we're all interested too. You know, I want to know this as much as anybody. I got into this business because I'm curious about college football, but recruiting sometimes has these little off the, off the wall situations offered is about as left field as it gets. So we're going to find out what kind of impact it is directly and let him answer for it. Brian hinted on some of the places that Ohio State already recruits very well. One of them is in the state of Texas. There's a young man down there in Conroe, Texas, that could be the next player to commit to Ohio State. We'll dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. 
This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing your super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or maybe even three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Once again, make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now, Brian, I don't normally put a lot of stock into the predicting that these recruiting databases do um, because sometimes they're the same. Sometimes they're not. And I don't really know who to trust. So I don't want to put my trust into those predictions. However, I do. I saw one recently. I don't know which recruiting database it was. I won't say one when it could be the wrong one. But it said Dorian Brew, another cornerback, really good one. Conroe, Texas, Conroe High School is predicted at some point, not sure when, to be a guy that could commit to Ohio State. If Ohio State could add a fourth corner of this caliber to this class, bro, it would be insane. Well, here's the thing. He's a long kid, and, I mean, Offer could play it too. Somebody could move to nickel and or play free safety. Their old saying is bring in all the talent and let it kind of sort itself out. Ohio State's done that forever, too. And if you're the best guy, you play. If you don't, you sit and or you move to another spot. We're talking about a kid that has the athleticism to play multiple spots. So I I think they're just trying to throw as many good players into the mix and kind of see who works themselves out. And you can't go wrong recruiting Texas kids either. That's always a nice little extra. They've been good in Texas in the last several years, honestly. They really have. And I recently heard somebody talking about Nebraska, old school Nebraska, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, about yep. how they used to really hit Texas hard and how their footprint and recruiting was a little bit different when they were in the Big 8 than the – wait, was it Big 8, Big 12? I forget which exactly the oh. progression <laughs> <laughs> of the conference. Um, but, no, they were talking about Nebraska and how Nebraska, when they were at their peak, they were hitting Texas really, really, really hard – and I don't blame them. And Ohio State, like you mentioned, has done a phenomenal job of recruiting Texas. So it's no surprise that they're going down back down there to a that massive state to try to get a talented guy. And I'm not really shocked, as you said also, that, hey, you get the talent and figure out where they fit best. This is a young, young man, though. He may not have to start right away, which isn't a problem. Get him on campus. Get him in your program. Sending at 6'2", 185 currently. He's going to put on some weight and figure out later what fits him best once he's on campus. That's the whole thing. College football has gotten to the point every play you're kind of a different position if you're a DB because teams in 22 personnel, which two running backs, two tight ends, still might be in five wide. Like they do all kinds of weird things with screens, with reverses, with jet motions. So you got to be versatile as a DB, more or less like a linebacker on some plays, and on the next one you're a center fielder. Because teams are always going to be at a disadvantage when they're on defense. Uh, these offenses are really complex. So 
if you don't have length and athleticism to at least match up in the one-on-ones, that's what Ohio State's trying to do like everybody else, Texas, Miami, whoever, then you're not going to win. They're getting pieces that can play multiple roles. So no matter what another team throws at Michigan, Oregon, or whatever, they have a chance to adjust. And Brew's another guy. Like he's listed at 6'2. So he's at least six foot and a half, six foot one. Right. Usually right, right. over projected height. Yeah. But how many times are you disappointed with a corner that's above six feet tall? And he's a kid that's ranked like by the composite on 247, like number 16 or something like that. If you're in that vernacular, I haven't seen you live yet. But if you're in that vernacular, I don't really need to, you know, he's pretty good. Now, does he take the next step in learning scheme and system? Ohio State's defense is not the friendliest to learn real early. So maybe some of these kids might need a year. But look at the jump Ohio State took from 22 to 23 with a lot of the same players. Once they get a year in that system, go through another spring ball, and you add even more talent than they have now, they already got a top five defense. They, this could be a perpetual thing. And I think that's part of it. So you got to give them credit as a staff, just what they did last year, the staff, I'm not going to name anybody specific. They collectively figured it out and they maximized their talent. And they're going to be able to say, Hey, look, we had good players. We want even better. What can we do with you guys together in the, the shoe? Cause we've already proven what we can do with good talent. Now let's take it to another step. And it, it's kind of hard to argue against that. No, you're exactly right there. One thing with brew that I do think is, um, Another one of those things we talk about, he possesses that high. Like he's one of those elite guys that you're like, do you really need another one? Yeah, you do. You, you you want the best talent you can put on a team, and you need those guys together. But how do you think the other – do you know Conroe in that area very well, the competition that he plays with? Well, he's, he's on the edge of San Antonio. It's okay. It's not the elite elite right there. And sometimes they, they're really good. It just depends. There's a couple of schools that can be better. But San Antonio is not the top of the board, but he's a guy that in competition, whether it's seven on seven or it's in like an Under Armour event, he's still elite. So that's probably the more important measuring stick, to be honest with you. How do you think that jump will be kind of that bridge, the gap between college to college football? Excuse me, high school, excuse me, to college football. The only other thing to add there is like the state of Texas. If you walk in with me and I know you've heard me talk about this with you privately and stuff, but High schools in the state of Texas, their weight rooms are like colleges. Yeah. Literally. Like you'll see 30 different brand new squat racks. It's different. So he's going to be a little more physically mature if he's serious about it. He's already 180 something and playing corner, which is a good sign. Yes. Second part of that is there's an expectation. I've been at some of these practices at places like the JV team. They'll blow the whistle, and these guys are screaming, running fast as they can to get the weight right. It's like being at a Marine startup jump camp like in South Carolina. It, it's that crazy. There's a certain bond with that, and he's going to take that to wherever he goes to school, Ohio State. It seems like it's the team that's trending. If you get those kind of kids, it's going to work itself out at some position. I don't even worry about that. Maybe he ends up a receiver. I don't know, but he's such a good athlete. I don't care. It'll take care of itself. I'm not worried about the jump for Texas kids. They have the quickest jump from high school to college because of all the things they've learned, the mentality, the physical part, the weight, the money is there. There's no excuse not to be physically ready if you come from one of these Texas schools. Zero. So I'm not worried about that at all. Now the question is, just how fast does he pick up the playbook? Do you think there's a realistic opportunity for Ohio State to receive a verbal commitment from this young man? 
Everybody seems to think so. Um, I'm hoping to see him at the Under Armour event in Houston coming up pretty soon, but I haven't spoken to him yet, but everybody's trending him with Ohio State. So, look, I don't know what Walton's selling, but he, he's selling it like hotcakes. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I've ever seen a class, especially this fast, and I know recruiting has changed, that has picked up this much recruiting momentum at one spot. It's bizarre. Like, not just good players, but like, you could argue the top three or four guys in the country that project a corner, depending on where you want to put DJ Pickett, the kid from Florida that I know, they might sign the top three corners in the country. I don't think that's ever happened. So, you know, just to be in that conversation, and they're in the running for DJ too, by the way, but it's just unique when you look at the overall group and you try to figure it out, like, okay, well, who plays where? Well, maybe they play them in different spots once they get to Ohio State based on the matchup. They have versatility and length. They have guys that kind of figure it out. Like Alfred's super intelligent on the football field. The way he baits guys, maybe you move him around because he can figure it out. The chess pieces will be there. They will take care of themselves. I don't really worry about it too much. They're, they're, they're good to go. Love having Brian on the show. Going to try to get him on later on in the week to get more Buckeye recruiting in your feed because trust me, Buckeye Recruiting is hot, and that's the stuff that we need to talk about as much as we can. You can follow Brian on X at FBScout underscore Florida. Follow me on the same platform at JStevens07. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Wednesday. We'll see you next time.